Welcome to Distribution on the Cusp of Metamorphosis, an MCA Talk podcast series. If you're interested in concepts that impact wholesale distribution and manufacturing companies, this podcast is for you. MCA Associates, a management consulting firm since 1986, works with wholesale distribution and manufacturing companies that are seeking and are committed to operational excellence. The MCA team provides business consulting in specific areas of core competency, including operational excellence, thought leadership, and business process re-engineering, distribution center and warehouse design and resource integration, inventory and supply chain management, ERP and WMS systems technology assessment, organizational assessment and development, sales development and revenue generation, and competitive advantage assessments. And now your host, MCA Associates Principal, Howard Coleman. Hello, this is Howard Coleman, and welcome to the second episode of our newly minted distribution on the cusp of Metamorphosis podcast series, an opportunity to introduce companies like your own to becoming more agile. Now, if you happen to be a regular reader of our MCA Talk monthly newsletter, then you already know that we cover a variety of distribution management topics focused on a lean and continuous improvement approach to your entire value stream. Our new periodic podcast allows us to expand our coverage, mitigate the newsletter space limitations we often run into, and provide more depth and granular detail and an easier and more relaxed way for you and your company to obtain what I hope you will conclude is relevant information. From time to time, we'll have some guest speakers. And oh yes, in each episode, just as we'll be doing in this one, we'll be offering some additional podcast topic resources. For instance, in this episode, you'll be able to obtain our Drive Your Distribution Center and Warehouse Performance Assessment Guide, which describes a three-phase approach to distribution facility improvement, We also have some very illustrative examples of the potential solutions that we'll be discussing in this episode. Just refer to your contact information in the podcast episode notes. All you need to do is just ask for it. So I hope you will subscribe to the distribution on the cusp of Metamorphosis podcast, listen in on an ongoing basis, and keep up with the latest trends and issues impacting distribution operations. Now, before we get started, we do have some valued sponsors for this episode, so let's just take a brief moment to welcome them. Welcome to Six River Systems. Six River Systems is a leading fulfillment solution provider and part of global commerce company Shopify. They provide a collaborative robot. It's called Chuck and operates in more than 80 facilities in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, you can contact them at Six River, that's the number six river.com. MindHarbor is celebrating 21 years of developing award winning custom business software, ERP system enhancements, ERP and API integrations, and business intelligence solutions for leading manufacturers and wholesale distributors. Please visit them at mindharbor.com. The Wholesaler Magazine is the number one choice for news in the plumbing, heating, cooling, and piping wholesale distribution industry. They're always in the forefront. You can visit them 
at phcppros.com. That's phcppros.com. So our second episode is entitled, What is the Value of a Distribution Operations Facility Assessment? Now, my immediate answer to that question is, be nimble, be quick. So let's get started. You know, if you had listened to episode one, we discussed collaborative robotics and mentioned a very critical success factor, one that I'd like to just emphasize again. It's something called smart warehouse design, meaning one that fosters maximizing work density. It's an extremely important attribute within the overall concept of attaining speed of flow objectives, because it really is all about the flow, how we get more work done, how we maximize time on task, using the right warehouse design elements to enhance how you will go about introducing more effective workflow processes. Now caution, smart warehouse design requires a distribution operations assessment. Frankly, there's no way around it. Why? Well, whether you do it yourself or retain an outside resource, it's critical to the calculation of a potential ROI, helping you to build a business case, a business case for change. So it turned out that the operations assessment part of the episode one discussion seemed to resonate with a bunch of our podcast listeners as it drove many emails to me asking me to consider devoting an episode to distribution operations assessments. So I've gone ahead and postponed the topic I had originally planned for this episode to a later date. Companies consider a distribution operations assessment often for a variety of reasons. The business has experienced rapid growth and sometimes recent productivity indicators. Their KPI measurements have eroded or maybe just stagnated. There have been significant increases in the number of SKUs being stocked. Sometimes more orders are coming in through e-commerce platforms that have resulted in more frequent, but sometimes smaller order sizes. Sometimes there have been some anticipated future business drivers, which need to be accommodated. Often there is a perception, or maybe it is the reality, of running out of space, because you've probably heard this before, we need a larger warehouse. So whether you are considering building or moving into a new DC or warehouse, expanding a current facility, or just making the one you have more efficient, You can develop and employ action plans that avoid future costs as you continue to grow. Don't necessarily or significantly drive up your company's ongoing operational expenses and that minimize increased real estate and or labor costs, as well as the potential automation costs. So in describing what a distribution operations assessment really is, let me first tell you what I believe it should not be. It's not a performance evaluation of your staff or employees. It's not just some mechanical assessment of materials handling equipment like, well, we need a new forklift. And it's not some grandiose blue sky wish list. So if your company has a focus on avoiding or reducing future costs, then the rest of this podcast will get your attention. 
Now, more specifically, and there are four essential points here, a distribution operations assessment, number one, is an end-to-end functional process review of your product flow, with its goal being to remove the barriers to transaction cost reduction by eliminating or reducing non-value-added activities, inconsistent flow and congestion, much of it often caused by inappropriate storage media and storage methodology. Non-value-added activities are what constitute 60 to 70% of work time spent in a warehouse or distribution center. And I'll tell you folks, that is a fact. Secondly, it's a review of your critical subsystems. Now, what I mean by that is all the things you do. Picking, packing, receiving, put away, order staging, carrier loading, bin location management. Maybe it's even kitting and fabrication and assembly if you happen to perform those type of activities for your customers. It's a review of labor utilization, your overall labor management, staff planning, and labor balancing. And four, and surely not least, it's how you measure your operations, those key performance indicators, as well as also understanding the baseline measurements, that is, the as-is, the current state, so you can evaluate the potential ROI. In other words, the extent of improvement, both operationally and from a financial perspective, you should expect. It's the business case, or as I often call it, how you measure success. Understanding where and how your operation best stands to benefit, to assess which workflow applications in your facility should be prioritized for reduced distribution transaction cost. Now, some of the answers I'm sure you'll be looking for through a distribution operation assessment are things like, can you support DC and warehouse future volumes with current warehouse size and order fulfillment methods? What distribution processes will drive service and volume targets at least cost? Can your existing equipment be used, repurposed, to reduce implementation costs? What is the appropriate design and specifications for storage and retrieval, conveyance and material handling? How best will you use your warehouse management system for planning and execution? And what is the expectation for ROI? Again, how will you measure that success? So we're going to offer, I believe, some wise solution choices. But caution, they're not the only choices. They are choices that are available in terms of positively influencing your distribution facility improvement opportunities, fostering that uninterrupted product speed of flow, and increasing the velocity of throughput. Unfortunately, they also meet the criteria for practicality, effectiveness, and affordability. You'll find a lot of bang for the buck here. So what's the real challenge here that we're trying to meet? Well, let me put it this way. There's a challenge and impact of space and time, meaning the cost of space, how much you have, and the time it takes to conduct your workflow processes. Each involves its own costs, each of them surely involving at least some factor or element of labor, storage, and retrieval methodology, or need for real estate. So this is always informed me of a need to be creative in addressing both space and time. In fact, I believe it really makes addressing space and time 
the real key success factors here. So in the time that we've had so far, the fact that we've discussed the key aspects of a distribution operations analysis, maybe we should take a jump ahead and examine some feasible solutions to the space and time conundrum. The creative strategies that we're going to be addressing attack the space and time barriers. By the way, they can be implemented in three months or less, have been used by companies in a wide variety of industries. And surely that means there's nothing wrong with looking outside your four walls, right? So let's discuss a few creative and practical innovations that I think consider a product's physical characteristics, their volumes, usually measured by the number of line items picked. In other words, the hits velocity. Now here is where, if I may suggest, you might want to consider taking a few additional notes. First, regardless of the physical storage and retrieval media you might use and the product's physical characteristics, our findings tell us, and it's indeed unfortunate, that there still remains a significant underutilization of really good slotting techniques. Now, for those not familiar with that terminology, what I mean by slotting is determining the specific bin location of an SKU in a picking area that recognizes an SKU's relative velocity, its hits velocity, relative to other SKUs. The primary objective is to make those high-velocity SKUs the most accessible in terms of the necessary distance traveled to get to them, as well as being the most easily reachable. That is, there's little or no bending, twisting, lifting, or reaching to pick them. Because the secondary objective here is to minimize having warehouse associates backtrack or, too often, having to walk by slower-moving products rather than following more efficient pick routes. So this is an example of where a simple analysis, often called the Pareto analysis, and then a thoughtful evaluation and utilization of the resulting data can make an outsized contribution to fully utilizing whatever storage and retrieval equipment you may currently have or ultimately employ. Consider slotting, when expertly done, as a backbone concept. In fact, our findings at a multitude of companies has consistently informed us that up to 50% and often more of the SKU hits are accounted for by just 10% to 25% of the total SKU stocked. Now, of course, it does vary from company to company. But it does represent a tremendous opportunity to increase the density of storage for these particular high-velocity SKUs, an opportunity that addresses both space and time. Now, how do you take practical advantage of this type of slotting analysis? Well, one way is something called a high-velocity pick zone. Now, often I describe it uh, as a warehouse within a warehouse because it's really where the action is. A high-velocity pick zone has as its components a specially constructed pick module consisting of multi-level flow rack on both sides of an aisle and either a manual or motorized conveyor or combination running through the aisle to take away the product that's picked. And remember, 
we have some illustrations available that will help you visualize all this. In this storage and picking methodology, warehouse associates would pick alternatively from one side of the aisle to the other, product that is slotted in decreasing hits order, starting at the rear of the module's aisle and moving product forward towards a packout or staging area, or even connecting to another pick zone. Replenishment of the bins in a high-velocity pick zone is accomplished through the rear of the flow racks with replenishment scheduled on a regular basis and reviewed daily. The idea here is to assure that if stock is available in your warehouse, it is picked from this high-velocity pick zone, not forcing a warehouse associate to have to divert from the pick path to some reserve stock or overflow area. That would defeat the entire purpose. This type of pick module easily accommodates cartons or piece picking. Now you do probably have some SKUs that because of their size or weight are not good candidates for a high velocity pick zone. So put a pin in that thought for just a moment because we'll have some time to discuss that also. Sticking with this high velocity pick zone, as an example, the availability of let's say a 100 foot deep warehouse we often find that 600 to 700 or more SKUs properly slotted can fit into this type of pick module. We found that they typically represent cumulatively 50% or more of the picks. We further found, and this is important, that just one warehouse associate can handle the picking load within the high velocity pick zone. Maybe with some exceptions being during peak times of the day or, or seasonal peaks. Yes, just one person, 50% of the daily picks. Throughput can be that fast. Why? Because you're addressing space and time. By increasing the density of storage, dramatically reducing the number of steps a warehouse associate must take, and improving the ergonomics of product access. So it's likely that you'll see at least an increase in productivity of 30% to 50% in the number of lines picked and a dramatically reduced cost per line pick. Something else to consider. It's called narrow aisle storage and still represents a lot more bang for the buck, particularly if you are really space limited. Narrow aisle storage within the context of our space and time discussion is focused on a way to accommodate those high-velocity SKUs, but because of their physical characteristics, their size or their weight, cannot be accommodated in the high-velocity pick zone. Or, in addition to their size or weight, just don't make the specific number of hits cut off. Narrow-aisle storage can also be used for other, even lower-velocity SKUs, for instance. Maybe it's your high-B SKUs, or even slower-moving SKUs. KUs that don't qualify for a high-velocity pick zone. The key attribute of narrow aisle storage is that you can go from a typical aisle width, let's say a 10 to 12 foot wide aisle, and that's just so you can accommodate a forklift, to five and a half to six foot aisles with the adoption of some different order picking equipment. So with narrow aisle storage, the same space and time objectives still hold. It provides the similar results we're looking for, increase the density of storage, reduce the travel time to the SKUs, and increasing the accessibility of the product. One last suggestion before we close. 
Let's talk about a method. In fact, one I don't often see in most wholesale distribution environments, and that always surprises me a bit, is something called vertical lift modules and carousels. Vertical lift modules and carousels offer a smaller footprint opportunity to store and access product. One of their key additional attributes is that they provide an opportunity to adopt a goods-to-person product flow, which, by the way, so does the aforementioned high-velocity pick zone module to some extent. In this case, a warehouse associate essentially stands in a stationary position. Product comes to them. It's presented to them, goods-to-person. I guess what more could you ask for? Pick rates of 300 per hour per person have routinely been achieved. Surely something I believe that at least shouldn't be dismissed if it fits your distribution product profile. So as I mentioned earlier, these are not the only alternatives that a distribution operations assessment might suggest and present as they fit for your particular operations. In episode one, we discussed collaborative robotics and why and where they can fit into the mix. There are other storage optimization options, such as pushback rack, double deep racking, pallet flow rack, and drive-through rack. So a well-thought-out assessment will bring these alternatives to light, if they are appropriate, based on the product profiles and volumes of your SKUs in your particular company's distribution operations. Finally, to maintain competitive advantage, progressive companies will need to consider alternative methods to meet ongoing distribution center and warehouse productivity and business improvement challenges and objectives. But of course, there also needs to be an openness and a willingness to take the next steps. So if you are feeling the pain and questioning where to go from the as is, then you are probably already recognizing that you have to do something different. Employ some different thinking. What might your warehouse and distribution center footprint need to look like to meet future cost avoidance opportunities? What will make the business case for your company? How will you measure yourself and your success? So thanks again to our sponsors, Six River Systems, Mind Harbor, and The Wholesaler Magazine. You know, we do considerable research in our podcast topics. So again, I'm making available some additional helpful resources to optimize the podcast's takeaways. To receive it, just refer to our contact information in the podcast episode notes. And subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions about anything I've discussed or just want to tell us what you think of the podcast, let me know. With that, I thank you so very much for listening. So long and stay well.